I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The FT. Hello and welcome to World Weekly. I'm Shona Jenkins standing in for Gideon Rackman. On the show this week, we'll be taking a look at the Iran nuclear accord. Signed in Vienna on July 14th, it is hailed by its supporters as the biggest international diplomatic breakthrough in decades and is condemned by its opponents as a historic mistake. Joining me on the line to discuss this is the FT's Iran correspondent, Najme Bozorne from Tehran. And in the studio with me is Rula Khalaf, the FT's foreign editor. I'll start with you, Rula. There has been a really mixed reaction to the deal There have been people hailing it as a huge breakthrough. There seems to be a consensus among nuclear proliferation experts that it's a very good deal. But politically, it's very contentious. And in a sense, the difficult part is for people to sell it to their home governments, particularly in Washington. Yes, indeed. I think this has been a very controversial deal. I think in some ways it was always going to be controversial. But what's made it worse is the political context in the Middle East today, because the region has deteriorated to such an extent, because you've got borders being erased and countries having serious existential crisis. I think that has raised a lot more doubt about whether this deal will make a difference in the region. And obviously, in the short term, it certainly won't. It could make matters worse. The main opposition over the next 60 days is going to be in Congress. They have 60 days to review this deal, although President Obama has said that he would veto any bill that opposes the deal. And he probably will have enough votes to ensure that this deal does go through at the end. I think in Iran, there is obviously opposition to the deal. But because this deal is supported by the supreme leader, we will hear a lot less vocal opposition. The opposition could manifest itself in different ways, more as an attempt to undermine President Rouhani and his team. But I don't think that we will see the same level of opposition in Iran as we will in the US. When you talk about opposition in the region and how it could make things worse in the short term, at least in the region, what sort of things are you envisaging? Well, one of the main opposition to the deal is that it only addresses the nuclear issue. It isolates the nuclear issue from Iran's overall behavior in the Middle East and its meddling, at least perceived meddling in the Arab world and in Arab affairs. Now, originally, there was a reason for the nuclear issue to be isolated. I think the concern of the US was that if you lump everything together and you try to make what used to be called the grand bargain with Iran, then Iran will want to win concessions on the nuclear issue by making compromises elsewhere. And I think the US wanted this isolated and dealt with on its own. The problem today is that 
even if you resolve the nuclear issue, it does not resolve Iran's role in Syria, Iran's role in Lebanon, Iran's role in Iraq, Iran's role in Yemen. And I think that is the problem that a lot of people see. There is, just to go back to your earlier question, there is an, another issue here in that the deal has a time limit. And the concern is that once this deal expires, Iran will then be able to resume all its nuclear activities and potentially, if it decides to, to actually acquire a nuclear weapon. And that raises concerns that you could end up with other countries in the Middle East looking not at the next few years, but at the long term and thinking, well, eventually... Iran could be a nuclear state, and therefore we should be um, launching our own nuclear programs. You're thinking particularly of Saudi Arabia here. Indeed, yeah. yes. Yeah. So turning to you, Najmeh, the deal has been very positively received amongst many Iranians. Perhaps you could describe some of this and what the atmosphere has been like in Tehran since the deal has been signed. Many ordinary people are very happy that the nuclear deal was finally struck, even though they are impatient to see the impacts of the agreement on their daily lives, especially high inflation and unemployment. The business community is also very happy that there is now a prospect for lifting of sanctions. If the deal was not reached, there could be a lot of despair in the country that this country's economy was going toward an abyss and that we could see a new wave of capital flight. But now we see businessmen, foreign businessmen coming to Iran, uh, visiting, discussing future projects. This has created an atmosphere of hope. But at the same time, there is concern that what if the Congress blocks the agreement or what if lifting of sanctions take much longer than expected. Rula referred to the political challenges inside Iran as well. And although she said that it's likely to be much less vocal than it is in the US, it nonetheless exists. How do you think that opponents of the deal, if they have to act somewhat stealthily, how are they going to undermine either the deal or President Rouhani? As Rula said, there is some opposition, but there is no serious opposition to the agreement. The opponents of Mr. Rouhani are trying to say that the nuclear negotiators compromised too much and they went beyond the red lines that Iran's supreme leader Ayatollah Khamenei had set. And of course, the negotiators are denying that. But in any case, Iran's parliament, which is dominated by conservatives, is questioning the details of the agreement. And I personally don't think we may see a blockage there unless it happens in the U.S. Congress. So the parliament is going to review the details, but the timetable is set in such a way that we cannot see voting on the agreement any time before the Congress decides. This is because the Supreme Leader has strongly supported the deal. And it's not easy for opponents of Mr. Rouhani to come and block it unless the Congress does so and President Obama is unable to reverse the trend. Then Iran's legislative body will 
be in a position to say that it's against the deal, so Iran doesn't look like a big loser. But even that, I wouldn't see as a kind of independent move by the parliament. It will be surely a coordinated move by the regime. Rula, have you something to add to that? Yeah, I think that that's a very good point in that you won't see real opposition in Iran except as a reaction to a potential vote in Congress against the deal. And the Iranians will want to play this more politically and see if it turns out that this deal isn't going to go through. And I don't expect that at all. Then they will want to seize the initiative and say, well, we don't like it either. But this is not the likely scenario. Apart from the political aspect to the deal, there is a very big, for Iran, a very big economic, potential economic benefit. Najmeh, you've talked about businessmen being optimistic. What have you seen so far on the ground in Tehran with foreign delegations or interest from foreign companies? Um, has this increased even in the last week or so? Uh, on Sunday, a big German delegation, a 60-member German delegation, was in Tehran, which the Iranian media were very happy with, and it was highlighted in Iran, even though no contract was signed. But it showed that there is a lot of interest from Western companies in Iran's economy, which has huge potentials, despite all the challenges this country's business environment has, that there are huge potentials and Western companies are interested. This has a lot of psychological impact on Iran's business environment. For both Iranians who work here and those who are outside and are looking into this market. So there's both positive and negative to the deal. Well, I think that's it for this week. My thanks to Najmeh Bazogmer in Tehran and Rula Khalaf here in the studio with me. Till next week, goodbye. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.